Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 223 of the Spoiler Alert Podcast, brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. I'm Danny, and I'm here with Mike, and tonight we'll be discussing 2008's Best Picture winner, Slumdog Millionaire, directed by Danny Boyle. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Danny. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you about this this movie. It's... Uh, it's been only a couple episodes since we did a Best Picture, but a while since we did a more contemporary one. That's a good point. Yeah, what what was the most, other than the ones that we keep hitting because they're currently released in the release, in the year that we're reviewing, we're dipping back to episode 51 for The Artist. And yeah, uh, yeah. about 75 episodes ago, we did The Departed and uh, Crash not too long ago. But yeah, not not a lot of the contemporary best pictures have we hit in, in recent episodes. So this movie's 10 years old now, and 2008 was a pretty big year for movies. There's been a lot written recently, basically the 10-year anniversary of everything from that year. So I've been thinking a lot about this this film Lots to talk about when it comes to the Academy Awards that year, but I feel like its lasting legacy may be that it was not The Dark Knight. Right. You know, that movie was nominated for eight Academy Awards, but not director or picture, and that really started this whole wave of We need more nominees. Yeah, yeah, we got to get, now we've got the the best picture and the most popular picture, whatever we're going to have this next year. So that's really, this is the year that started all that craziness. I have to admit, I was annoyed watching the movie again, shaking my head, thinking, I can't believe that this movie beat uh, The Social Network. I forgot that that was the wrong year. This was not the year year that The Social Network was nominated. That was King's Speech movie. So uh, completely wrong on that front. Though, as you mentioned, this is a big year for movies. You had Heath Ledger winning a posthumous Oscar. Yep. For supporting actor in the Dark Knight, of the the highest grossing movie of the year, I believe, and certainly a, a cultural phenomenon that year. This right, is right. Uh, a big deal. Um, and then you look at the Best Picture nominees, and they're nominated in a lot of categories. I think Picture and Director lined up five for five with Slumdog Millionaire, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk, and The Reader. Yep. Wally uh, being uh, a big best animated, animated. Yep. best animated that year, and another uh, box office hit. Uh, it was a big year for movies. It was, but think about this. I mean, it already feels so old fashioned. First of all, you just said all the best picture and best director nominees lined up. That hasn't happened in a number of years, right? The Reader, which sucked, got multiple nominations on the back of Harvey Weinstein's aggressive campaigning. I mean, that's going to be a relic of the past. Kate Winslet actually took home Best Actress for this movie, which does anyone remember this movie or her performance? Penelope Cruz won Best Supporting for Vicky Cristina Barcelona, a Woody, Woody Allen, Allen film. Movie. It's going to yeah. be a while before we hear about we'll one see of those. Him again. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it just feels like kind of an old, like maybe the last of the old-fashioned Oscars. And I was trying to think through, think back about this movie in particular. And I guess it's it's been a number of years since I've watched it. I own the movie, but I didn't realize what a phenomenon it was. This movie came in, Slumdog Millionaire was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. It won eight. Huge, huge wins. It won picture, director, adapted screenplay, cinematography, score and song, uh, film editing and sound mixing. 
the only two it, it was the second most nominated film of the night behind right. uh benjamin button which i think was nominated for 13 I, i'm sorry you were about to say the only ones that didn't win was another song one which obviously another can't song. win both yeah right. right yeah and and sound editing which went to the dark knight so okay. kind of an amazing uh run it was also the 11th winner in the history of the academy awards that had no acting nominations whatsoever now that's and since then we've had uh, every every winner in the last ten years since this movie has had at least one acting nomination. Sure, yeah, it, very unusual to not have an acting nomination. This this movie also entered the awards race. You know, as as you mentioned, this, not only did it enter the Oscar night with a huge number of nominations and ended up grabbing a bunch of wins, but there's an actual separate Wikipedia page for list of accolades received by Slumdog Millionaire because yeah. going into that night. It was like the artist. It it could not lose. It was winning everything. It was nominated for every Critics' Choice Award. Took home a ton of BAFTAs. Of course, it's a British film. A ton of Golden Globes. It was winning Grammys. Like I mean, this right. thing had this thing was a juggernaut going in, and it had the benefit of having that that cute Oscar narrative behind it, which is this was supposed to be a direct-to-DVD release. This was yep. not going to be a major theatrical film and just captured critics' hearts early and then rode the wave all the way to the Oscars. And I got to say, by the time I watched the ceremony that night, I was so sick of seeing that cast, <laughs> none of whom were nominated for anything, hugging each other you know, like they'd won a Nobel Prize. <laughs> You know, but I it's hilarious that you bring that up. This movie was made for $15 million. This was an independent film. Yeah. This is a small little, little movie. Right. But it made $378 million worldwide. And in fact, it's $141 million domestic gross makes it the largest box office winner, best picture, since 2003's winner for Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Wow. Wow. So in the last 15 years, this is your box office champ. Is that crazy or what? I agree that it's crazy. I mean, it just doesn't tick a lot of the boxes. And when I think of the movie that wins Best Picture, I think of a King speech, which I talk disparagingly about. But it's right. the kind of movie that my mom loves. And right. and just about everybody can sit down and enjoy. And, and quite frankly, I enjoy the film. This one... I don't put into that category. I could see a lot of people not enjoying it. It's kind of violent. It's sad. It's, uh, you don't know anybody in the movie. Like we think this is when these, these actors were introduced to us. They've gone right. on to good careers, but we didn't know Dev Patel back then. Right. It just doesn't seem like that kind of juggernaut that it should have gotten that sort of acclaim. Is this the last movie to win best picture that, that became a box office and critical success just based on the critical reception. I mean, is this one of those last movies where critics said you should go see this and everyone went to go see it because you're absolutely right. This is a, this is a known, this is a, like an, an unknown cast. It's a foreign film. There's heavy accents. There's lots subtitles. of subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this just feels like a movie that most of American movie going audiences would not embrace yeah and yet to your point earlier it became almost obnoxious with how much they won and it was just like this runaway train and then since i can't even think of a movie that was 
critically as lauded that also had all the success from the awards and from the the box office. I would say one or the other. I would say the artist would be no, but the the box office wasn't there for the artist, and that movie sucked, and that was one of the worst years for movies. (laughs) So we can't talk about. 2011 ever all again right. all right um so anyway i i just thought it was kind of a crazy night crazy uh crazy award ceremony lots of love for uh for slumdog millionaire why don't you if uh, for the two listeners who have not seen this movie sure. or don't remember it give us a, a very quick plot recap so slumdog millionaire is a story told via a game show unfolding and the game show is the indian version of who wants to be a millionaire the lead contestant jamal malik is being tortured by Indian authorities for having answered too many questions correctly. However, for each of the obscure and arbitrary questions he was asked, he can provide a harrowing backstory as to why he knew the answer. Some of the highlights are hustling tourists at the Taj Mahal, earning a living in a call center, chasing down a celebrity by swimming through the feces of a pit toilet, watching his best friend and love interest get sold into prostitution, and most disturbing, leading a flash mob on the platform of a Bombay train station. And that's Slumdog Millionaire. And that's Slumdog Millionaire. There we go. What did you think? How, how, did, how did you enjoy rewatching this film? I did not enjoy rewatching this film. I remembered it enough from the first time. And I remembered thinking I kind of liked it. And watch number two. This was the second time. I had to unshrink wrap the Blu-ray to watch oh, it wow. for okay. a second time. And it was a push. I didn't enjoy much of this film at all. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Um, I didn't enjoy it, but I don't think I'm as vehemently anti-Slumdog Millionaire as you are. I I remember thinking it had a lot going for it, this sort of momentum and this energy and this sort of kinetic vibe that I really liked that Danny Boyle does real well and that he brought to great effect with Steve Jobs a few years ago that you yeah. and I both loved. yeah. But when I watched this one, I feel like on this viewing, I just was struck again and again and again and again by horribly how horribly sad the movie was. And I just I I really in 2008, I guess I could look past that. And this time it was just like a punch in the face every two minutes. Yeah, I, I don't understand what it was that I can look back at my life 10 years ago and think that I could sit in a theater with a bucket of popcorn and enjoy this one because it's depressing as all get get out and I don't even feel a lot of caring for any of these characters. I, I don't know what it is about their inability to make me feel for their plight throughout. I just find them all relatively milk toast, kind of bland. It's it I don't know if I've just seen too many movies sort of like this in the last decade that this seems kind of paint by numbers but it seems kind of paint by numbers and i think your your steve jobs reference is a good one because it's another movie shot in a weird sort of out of sequence style that i think danny boyle does really well and i really appreciated in steve jobs where here i felt like it more mimicked mile 22 where it was just sort of quick five second clips you know what what where are we okay we're we're in between night one and night two of the game show now he's recounting in flashbacks what happened right. that led him to this like it was almost it was almost told too out of sequence for me to follow at certain points and sort of became just generally unenjoyable yeah well i so i liked a couple things about the movie i 
I liked Dev Patel, um, and I liked uh, Irfan Khan, who plays the uh, the main police officer who's questioning him. Yeah. Both those actors I've grown to enjoy, and I think uh, Frida Pinto is lovely. But, uh, and I was able to feel for Jamal, the main character, but I just didn't understand everyone else. Everyone else, and, and in fact, the whole culture of India as portrayed in this movie just seems so foreign, and like the caste system is so adamantly galvanized in that country it just felt like while i can care for jamal literally no one else out of these this billion people in his country cares about him so it almost becomes so why should i like by the end i almost felt like he was less than a human because he he was a uh a chaiwala the guy who brings tea to people who work in a call center right right like instead of just feeling like we all have this noble humanity that i can see and appreciate it was like nope he sucks he's a slum dog and (laughs) i felt like the movie made me a worse person for watching (laughs) you mentioned a few of the actors i noticed that you didn't mention uh anil kapoor who plays the game show host Oh, I did, liked him as well. Does anybody else on Earth need a good <laughs> punching like that guy? I feel like he just needs to have his <laughs> punched hard. I I really hate that guy, and well, I don't see, know and I, I don't know what it is about his face that makes me feel like he just needs to die. Well, I, I thought he would see, and I liked that about his character, and he was one of those another one of those people that you kind of wanted to like or you were supposed to like and he was trying to be likable but at the same time he was so entrenched in this class system that he didn't for a second believe that jamal could in any way answer what was it like nine questions i mean it's not like a a 2000 question (laughs) test here these are nine multiple choice questions he used two lifelines and the guy still is like there's just no way we need to have him arrested for fraud and beaten and electric and I'll, i'll be the first to admit the questions that they asked on this Indian version of the show, I couldn't have answered any of them. Like, including the Three Musketeers question, which has nothing to do with Indian culture. However, I've watched the U.S. version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and I always know at least, like, four of those. Like, I don't know like, why it was so unbelievable he could get through four questions. Because he was questions. a Chai Wallet. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it just... I'm going to touch on this again in a little bit, but I did want to say what's crazy is that game show host is trying to get him excited about everything even the first question the first question is a thousand rupees which by now this is 2006 when the movie's taking place but in today's dollars that's 14 dollars and 16 cents okay right. but he's like not too bad for answering a question huh <laughs> he's like he's almost trying to get him to like quit after the first like for, question. 14 like, bucks here you that's go yeah, enough yeah. money <laughs> for you you've you've, you've fleeced <laughs> us for enough Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, right down to the point where he, he tries to feed him the wrong answer, you know, I mean, on the one hand, he's a slimy guy, but then you kind of want to believe he's trying to help him out. But it just and it's so sad that Jamal knows that he can't trust any human in yeah. India except yeah. for uh, his girlfriend. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just very, very sad. So very, very sad. But again, I think some of the acting is really good. Um, I did like some of the 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 editing but it did get to be a little much i actually wrote down that i felt like the editing looked like a vh1 behind the music film oh really like okay i thought that it like it would it would alternate between color and black and white slow motion and double speed and like it honestly looked like a 
a making of a Duran Duran documentary. Like, I, I really, like, was shaking my head at the style of the movie. And I thought, how is this popular 10 years ago? I can't see this film getting made today. Right. I thought this was just sure 10 years ago. Would, I thought the one thing that would kill you is there's the the MIA song, oh, like Paper Airplanes. It's a there's horrible a use of it. Yes. It's a her- horrible song, but also there's, like, the lyrics when you watch it, they're so on the nose like she's singing about like sitting on trains and it's a whole sequence of them sitting on trains. Then they're counting coins as you hear like the, 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 the clink of, of cash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just driving me bonkers. So I actually like the song by MIA. I like her. This movie really helped launch her into a new stratosphere. I think she was a yeah, popular yeah. Sri Lankan artist when it was made well, and, big oh, and exploded. Yes. And exploded after this film became popular. This song was included on the soundtrack. I actually like it. I just think it's such a stupid point that it's used in the movie. It's like, let's insert a really popular song here to make sure that we can use something in the trailer and people will like this film. And there they did. And no, fail. Giant but to, fail. But they were also like, they just took three lyrics from the song and were like, we'll have them do yeah. that during yeah. the song. Like yeah. that really just drove me crazy. Uh, other than that, I, I just thought it was just so sad. And, and Jamal ends up coming up, coming off to me as like a bizarro Forrest Gump. Like yeah, everything that could yeah. happen to a human happened to him and it was all bad. Like he had to jump into feces. His mother yeah. was murdered by a mob in front of him. He, he got that. He jumped into feces to get this world famous guy's autograph that his brother then sold the sold autograph for nothing. I mean, yeah, just yeah. everything. He it, almost everything got his just eyes sad. burned yeah. out. I mean, I mean, his brother, his brother terrible. ends up like sleeping with his girlfriend because like she's becoming a prostitute or like I, all, all. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the saddest version of Forrest Gump. It makes Forrest Gump's life story look really, really fun. Like, well, all you did was go to Vietnam and watch your friend die. Like that. Right. This guys had the worst of it all one thing i one thing i really loved though was when uh he decides to go for it in the game show right like he decides yeah i'm I'm gonna i'm not taking the cash i'm gonna go for it and somebody in the audience just yells jamal and i just love that it was like (laughs) i've never seen that in a game show before which i thought was really really fun like oh they're they're getting into it here what i love is they were all into it and and they were all really behind him, even though the news had covered the fact that after his first night on the show, he was arrested and under suspicion for fraud. When they brought him back, there was no, like, apology. The show didn't start with, like, hey, Jamal, this, the entire country oops. knows you were beaten and electrocuted last night because no one could believe you're smart enough to answer nine questions. Are bad. Let's get on with the show. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. It's just, so, and just sorry we let like, the world know about it, too. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Good luck on your next job application. Right, right, right. right. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? So, what is up with who wants to be a millionaire being this plot device? I know. I mean, I that know. was a phenomenon back in the early 2000s, it's, but I just thought, what a weird thing to hang a book on, a movie on, and a Best Picture winner. The movie poster makes it look like a still from 
the game show, right? Like, yeah. everybody around the world apparently knows this. I didn't know that this was a worldwide phenomenon. I knew it was a United States game show. They yeah. used the same theme music. Like, yep. I think they might as well have had Regis there calling right. the shot. Speaking of the host, what is up with the host being such an adversary of the contestant? Is that a real thing? Like, is is there something on the host's salary that says, well, if anybody ends up winning the million... It's coming out of your paycheck. He didn't write the questions, right? Right. No, no. He just reads them. That was weird. I didn't get it. That was really weird. What's up with the first, uh, when we see Jamal getting tortured, tortured, by the way, by the police, there's a there's Irfan Khan who plays like the, the main cop, and then there's a heavyset guy. And the heavyset guy is willing to electrocute Jamal. So he hooks him up to a car battery. He electrocutes him. But like just for a couple seconds and then he tells his boss like I'm done. Yeah. Like it was like I was willing to torture a, a young man for a over couple a seconds. quiz show for yeah. a few seconds. But but that's morally where I draw the line. Now now I'm done. If you, if you ask me to do that again I'm done. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And we're done. <laughs> I won't work for you anymore. Like it was this weird like line in the sand he's drawn. But like dude you already crossed that line. You, yeah. You're already a, you're now a torturer. You don't get to go back and be like. But I only tortured like a skosh. <laughs> What's up when Jamal gets to like use his his phone a friend lifeline? The phone rings for like eight minutes, and they just keep letting it go. Like in yeah. in no in no corner of the world does a phone ring that long without voicemail <laughs> picking up or like giving you the I'm sorry, this number can't be reached as dialed. Like, right, right. but it just keeps ringing, and they just keep looking at him. It's like this three minute long scene of suspense like is somebody gonna pick up here i don't know his his girlfriend's got time to like realize that the phone is ringing realize that the phone is ringing for her run back to her car a block away i can't get to a phone like if my phone is ringing it can be like the end of the couch right and by the time i grab it it's it's the voicemail or the carl's been declined sorry i missed you yeah yeah how mad would you be if you were in the crowd at the beginning of the movie when that famous Indian actor was there and a kid just covered from head to toe in feces walked up and pushed you aside to get an autograph? Like and touched now you with you, his poop yeah, hand? Now yeah. you are covered in poop. I mean, there are people standing there in like their finery to see this guy and this little kid comes up just covered in Plus, crap. Plus, you just got to wonder what they are eating there because there is not a, not a solid piece of fecal matter in that pit toilet it is it is yellow and squishy that's chicken tikka masala over there it's <laughs> right there's there's a there's a what's up with the question that he gets asked in the middle of the game show that starts out which cricketer has scored the mer- most first class and then i wrote dot 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 and and wrote I don't know what any of these words mean. Like with with like, like he's talking about like like styles of goals or scores or something like right, that. Right. Like and he lost me at cricketer. Like I know that's right. a sport you play with a bat. Beyond that, there were like sixty two things that I couldn't make heads or tails of. See, and I had a similar reaction. At one point in the movie, somebody says, "Boy, Bombay has really turned into Mumbai," and I just wrote, "Huh? What? What?" Like my ignorance. <laughs> what is the my context of that? I, yeah, right. It, like it got bigger. <laughs> it got more populated. It's become a global financial hub. Like I don't understand. Huh? What, 
What's up with that, like, clearly United States-based couple touring the Taj Mahal that are willing to pay cash for, like, a, a quick private tour? Like, their explanation is that the, like, they need to get out on a plane in an hour. Like, really? Right. You are hell and gone from Cartagena here. Like, what, what are you, you... Like, you're you're desperately trying to get a tour of the Taj Mahal from an 11-year-old for... 20 bucks at the last minute. Like, I'm kind of glad they got ripped off at that point. Like, you deserved that for being stupid. Plus, they said things like, oh, I thought she died in childbirth. Like, you already knew the answer? What are yeah. you doing here? Yeah. Clearly, right. you did not need this information. Yeah. What's up with there's a sequence where it, it must just be like B-roll footage, you know, like footage they use to to sort of edit between major scenes. Where these guys walk past the camera, one of them turns to it and the camera just says, no filming. <laughs> I missed it. I didn't even see that. There's a guy who just looks right in the camera and says, no filming. And then just <laughs> walks away. It's like, you probably shouldn't have used that footage. Yeah, yet. yeah right. <laughs> right. Maybe, like, I, I'm shocked that's in the final cut of the movie because it, it really breaks the fourth wall. And you're like, that's, oh, they're looking at a camera that's there. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Also, can, can you just clarify for me? So Jamal was arrested and beaten and electrocuted then he admitted to being an accessory to murder and committing countless thefts and frauds and then was released and driven by the police back to the tv show yeah well that's not their concern this is like this is like quiz show from the 50s right it's as long as you're not cheating on the show it's okay whatever else you did Including murder including murder yeah okay yeah, okay that's, that, just, just that's sure, not that's... their jam that's a whole different okay. department Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Mike, are you ready for five questions? Let's do it. We've got five listener submitted questions. Thank you, listeners. Question number one: How has watching or how was watching this movie different after revisiting Gandhi in episode number one seventy two? I would say zero percent different. Oh, okay. I actually liked this movie ten years ago. N- nothing I have learned in the past ten years made me more interested to see it, and I really found it a bummer. <laughs> Fair enough. Just, just a real track. Question number two: Does Regis Philbin get a piece of this? <laughs> Did he help create Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Is he just the host of that? Uh, you know, I, I'm guessing he does not. And I went online to find out because I. I, like you, could not believe that this show was once a huge phenomenon. Like, this this was a cultural thing ten years ago, where people made a big deal out of this show. And I guess it's actually still on, and in really? lots of countries. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is, this is still a show. I just, I remember it used to be like a primetime thing. Right. It was a big deal. I think it's, I think it's now been subjugated to daytime soap opera slots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, question number three. Can you name two other movies that Dev Patel has starred in since this? You name one. There's a lion, right? We, we saw, he was. We reviewed that one. He was, yeah. We reviewed it. Oh, Any boy. other movie that give, he was Give me in. one. Give me one other. Give me... Give. Uh, this is the a submitted question. I don't... I just thought maybe you knew of one. No? Can I Google it? Uh, he, was in the, he was in The Last Airbender. I did not see that. I'm, I'm gonna... We're, we're gonna check this on Wikipedia right now. Oh, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. I did see that one. Yeah, I saw Marigold Hotel. Okay. So there we go. Question number four. Director Danny Boyle seemed like an odd choice to helm the new James Bond movie. 
Recently, he dropped out over creative differences and will no longer be helming the movie, possibly causing the producers to kick the can and miss their release date of November 2019. Can you think of a less well-suited British director for James Bond? Yes. Uh, Who is the guy who did Les Mis? Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper. He should not do a James Bond movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Question number five, uh, actually submitted uh, by someone you know. For the Oscar party, the Danny and Anthro, in 2008, they served slum dogs. What's your favorite hot dog topping? <laughs> I'm a mustard or pickle relish guy. I would say pickle relish would be my favorite hot dog topping. Okay. Well, yeah, what, what was on the slum dogs? I, I don't, I, it's been a long time. We had like a full smorgasbord of toppings. We probably okay. had chili and all the, you know, the normal nice. toppings. You put whatever you want shit. on there. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Whatever you want to do. Nice. All right. All right. Well, that was five questions. Thanks, listeners. Thank you, listeners. All right. So, Mike, your final thoughts on 2008's Best Picture winner and did the Academy get it right? You know, it's so interesting to ask, to answer that, did the Academy get it right? I liked all of the other movies a lot that were nominated for Best Picture. A Except lot The Reader, because that movie's the, terrible. The, I actually preferred The Reader to this one. I, I mean, really? it would, I did not enjoy the movie, but I did not enjoy this one either. So... I would have picked the reader over this. But you look down this list and it's like, I haven't watched Curious Case of Benjamin Button since then. I haven't watched Frost Nixon since then. I loved that movie. I haven't watched Milk since then. I enjoyed them all a lot more. And I do think this is a great... We didn't even talk about Doubt. That was a a great movie Mm. that year that was nominated for several acting awards. I don't know. I would say the Academy didn't get it right. I think that the Dark Knight should have been a Best Picture nominee. So that would be my answer as well, that the Dark Knight should have at least gotten a nomination. That's the movie from 2008 that I've revisited more than any of these yeah, others. Yeah, Or Wally, even. And Wally, yes. I truly enjoy Wally. That's a great movie. Um, but this one, it, it, I just, looking back on it, not only had I not thought about it much in 10 years, I can't believe that it was as big a critical hit as it was and that it is our biggest box office hit Best Picture winner for the last 15 years. And again, it just went... It There was no way going into that night that you picked anything else. That movie was going to win. It was not nominated for the most awards. Benjamin Button was. But this thing had not lost anything coming right. into the Oscars. So it was, and yet somehow it was you such lost a the Oscar pool that year. Which is well, weird because it was well, such there, a sure you, thing. You, you know that there are more categories than that. I, I think I lost it because some picked the duchess for best costume design and i didn't so that's that's what happened that night as always as always all right well well not always i won this last year you did finally win uh well good that we got this one under our belt we've got uh we'll we'll wait to hear what the best picture choosing machine will serve up next in the meantime uh we've got the independent film eighth grade uh will be our next episode and i look forward to talking to you about that one Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, 
Enjoy the movies.